Father, what a, what a powerful, what a powerful proclamation. We pause and just praise you and thank you of the truth in those words. Father, you are, you are with us. That's miraculous. That is so gracious. That is so patient. That is so powerful. You are with us. We pray that that truth would sink deep as we examine your word this morning. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. I invite you to go with me to Hebrews 10, verses 22 through 25. And, and when I say, I, just short tangent here, when I say I invite you to go with me, you know, whether that's your, um, your book version of the Bible or your app version of the Bible, I, I really am serious about wanting you to go with me there. And, and the reason for that is that, you know, when I or any of our preaching pastors are speaking to you, teaching from God's Word, it, the words that we say, our desire is that they are, they are pointing others, they are pointing our church family to God's Word. So, so we want it to be mostly about, this is where we want your attention, and hopefully our words will draw your attention to God's words, but it's his words where the authority is. So when I say I invite you to go with me, I, I really am serious. I, I want people to bring their Bible with them so that they can look to the words that, that I'm attempting to point you to and that you hear them in the end louder than, than my words. So that's what I mean, and that's why I say, please go with me to Hebrews 10, 22 through 25. Well, I'll read that uh, passage right now as we listen together. Verse 22 starts, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith, that with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, hopefully when you hear this passage, the, many of you think, you know, I, I, I think that's kind of familiar. This is a passage that we have looked at a number of times as a church family over the course of the last year or so. So as we look at it again this morning, I, I want to spend just a few minutes reviewing the text and then actually spend an extended amount of time um, uh, applying the text through having a conversation with some others, uh, with three men from our congregation. And, and actually, one of these three men, they, um, they were exposed to coronavirus, so where we wanted to have that conversation here in person, uh, they haven't gotten their test back yet, so, so we prepared a video of our conversation to share with you all. So that, that'll be a significant part of the way we um, 
examine and apply this text this morning as I share that conversation with you. But before we go there, I want to walk through and look at this text together for a few moments. So you may remember uh, this text, uh, it, the three uh, main parts of this, we're, we're told to let us draw near to God, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, and let us spur one another on toward love and good deeds. You may remember that we, I referred to this as the encouragement salad because of all the lettuce in it, right? The let us draw near to God, let us um, hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, and let us spur one another on toward love and good deeds. So let us, the first let us that we look at in verse 22 is this, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart. I want to pause there for a moment and have you think about, you know, approaching the perfect creator with a sincere heart. That is, God knows everything I'm thinking and feeling. So as I come into his presence, I don't need to pretend or perform for him. I can come to him with a sincere heart. He knows everything that's going on inside my head and my heart. So I come before him with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. This is an incredible thing that that we as sinful, broken people can enter into the presence of the living God with full assurance. We are rebels, and he is perfect. We know so little, and he knows everything. We can enter into his presence with full assurance that faith brings, the faith that we place in what Jesus did on the cross for us. Because of his punishment on the cross, because of his sacrifice, we are washed clean. So, so it's because of what he, we put full, we have full assurance in the faith and what he has done. We are washed clean. We are guiltless before a holy God. So we can have full assurance because of the faith that we put in what Jesus has done on the cross. I, I hope that, that this year in 2021, that, that your heart aches to draw near to God, more and more near to him throughout this year. The the second let us that we are encouraged towards is let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. The one in whom we place our faith, he is faithful. Everything he has promised in scripture, we can depend on his promises. We can put trust in in his promises. He is faithful, and we are to hold unswervingly to that hope. Now, that's difficult to do alone, and that's where we'll, we'll uh, unpack that in our conversation in just a few moments. The last thing, the, the last let us that this passage gets into is let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. This is, as I mentioned, the, um, the goal of all of our small groups, that we would be um, spurring one another on, that we would be helping one another grow spiritually, that we would see, know, accept, care for, and enjoy one another with the glory of God in view. That, that's our trying to put into practice this, let us spur one another on toward love and good deeds. 
the, the reason why I, um, as I, as I looked at this text and I thought about how, what's a picture of this? What does this look like? How does this play out in life? I, I thought of what I know of these three guys, of Sam and Dylan and Mike and their relationship with each other and, and the way that God is working this passage out in their life and in the way they relate with each other. So I, I asked them uh, to share some of what's going on in their life with us as a church family. They were willing to do that. Again, we couldn't do it in person this morning, so we have this video. So I'm going to share this video in just a moment. And as, as you watch this video, I really encourage you. It's a, it's a rich conversation. And, and I encourage you to, to write down at least one thing from this conversation that you find uh, encouraging or challenging um, to you as you think about being in life, sharing life with others. So before saying anything else, I'll invite you into this conversation. All right, we're recording. Uh, Dylan, Mike, and Sam, thank you so much for uh, joining this conversation today and being willing to share some of your relationship with our Covenant Church family. I want to just say a word of introduction, and that is um, the reason why you all and this conversation came to my mind is when I have conversations with Sam uh, periodically, and Sam and I are talking about spiritual growth, Sam, in the context of him talking about his own spiritual growth, he's often bringing up Mike and Dylan and his relationship with you guys. So as I was studying Hebrews 10, I realized I, I would really love to have these three guys in a conversation as we're talking about what it is to spur one another on toward love and good deeds. So that's the reason why I wanted to have this conversation with you guys and share it with our congregation. Um, first of all, if, if you three could just briefly introduce yourself, say something about yourself, and then we'll dive into the conversation. Dylan, you can start. All right. Uh, well, I'm the youngster of the group. Um, I joined this little small group, uh, family group, whatever you want to call it, uh, about a year ago. Uh, I've been attending Covenant for about four years, um, and I'm a veterinary student at Purdue. Mike, what about you? Yeah, so Mike Santera, I'm on staff locally here with InterVarsity, um, and I've been a part of Covenant for a number of years. Um, and yeah, just was an elder a couple of years ago. And uh, yeah, I think I've been a part of a small group with Sam for, I don't know, seven and a half years or something like that, Sam. Yeah, yeah that sounds about right. Um, I'm Sam, I've been at Covenant for a while. Um, 30 some years, I guess, some of which I don't remember. Um, and yeah, I, I think about 10 years ago, Brentley approached me and some other guys about starting a, a small group. And, um, you know, some folks have come and gone over the years, but have been a part of that and enjoying that for, yeah, I think coming on 10 years or so at this point. Awesome. So a fascinating thing, and this is a, a small tangent, but I, I think it's worth at least mentioning. Um, Mike, right now, you guys are all part of a Wednesday night small group that, that has other guys involved in it. Um, right now, you guys, well, not right now, pre-COVID, you guys were in the habit of, uh, in the rhythm of meeting at a bar each Wednesday night. Tell, just tell me briefly about what's, what's the deal with that. 
Yeah, well, one of the things that we really value in our small group is we want anyone to be comfortable joining us. Uh, and we want it to be a space where anyone can come in, whether they follow Jesus or not, and they can be around Christians that are trying to figure out how do we follow Jesus together. And so Sam and I were talking last November, like November of 2019, uh, and we were like, hey, what if we started meeting at the dive in Lafayette? And uh, so we started to do that. And since then, well, until COVID, that was a really fruitful thing for our group to be able to come together. And there's actually been a lot more new folks that have joined us since then. And Dylan, you were actually one of those people <laughs> that joined us since we started uh, meeting at the dive. So, yeah. So, Dylan, you said something interesting the other day. When you started meeting with these guys, um, what was attractive? Uh, what made you willing to keep meeting with them or begin to open up with them? What, what specifically was it about Sam and Mike? Well, I think when it comes to relationship, the thing that is was evident um, was their consistency. Um, they made it a priority to be there. Um, like they said, some guys come and go. Uh, these guys were always there. So that made it easy to continue the conversation from last week. It just felt easy to pick it up again, like we just left off. So I was, that made it really easy. And there, you guys described, as we talked recently, um, a time when uh, Sam and Mike, you were having a conversation. Dylan joined in the conversation in a kind of way that, that began to, to turn the relationship with the three of you into a little, a deeper place. Uh, one of you or, or all three of you, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, well, so Mike and I have been friends for a while and a few years ago, we, you know, we started grabbing lunch and just trying to go a little bit deeper. And then, um, you know, sometime last fall-ish, we were all sitting around in the backyard having a fire. And, you know, I think to some extent, Mike and I were just being ourselves, which involved, um, trying to figure out something that was a little bit heavier and, you know, hard to, you know, hard to not just dig in deeper to solve it and figure out what was going on. And I, I think we were just kind of doing that with Dylan there and Dylan is awesome at just kind of jumping in and doing the same thing. And, you know, it just, I guess by my recollection at this point, we just kind of all dove in together. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think there was, yeah, I think for Sam and I, we are used to being vulnerable with one another. And so it wasn't that big of a deal to add a third person to our vulnerable spot. Um, yeah, I, I think I had gotten there early because I'm always too early. And so we had started talking and then Dylan joined in. Um, but and Dylan, what I appreciated about Dylan in that moment was he was willing to go to that deep place with us. Um, and it wasn't awkward or weird he just dove right in like sam said and um yeah i think that that really made a difference yeah one of the things about that that challenges me and, and really encourages me is i i think on both sides of it there's a tendency in me to think i can't i can't open up and be very very vulnerable in front of others that don't know me very well um and and the fact that uh sam and mike you guys took a risk in opening up before knowing Dylan very well, and Dylan took a risk in diving right in uh, before knowing you guys really well. And 
and the risk that you all took um, really, I mean, paid off. And, and there's been a lot that has happened in your relationship since that's been helpful. Um, but it's, but it is, I mean, it's the reminder that it's not without risk, uh, but in your situation, it was a risk very worth taking. Yeah, and, and like we mentioned when we talked the other day, I, I think um, for me, I'm reminded of some of Brene's, Brene Brown's work on vulnerability, right? And we have this perception that vulnerability makes us seem weak. And so we try to close ourselves off to being vulnerable whenever we can. And the actuality is, Vulnerability is actually what makes us strong. Um, and it's what makes us able to connect with other people. Um, because when we're vulnerable, that's when people can see Jesus in us. Um, you know, uh, it's right, the old kids' song, when we are weak, he makes us strong, right? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> nice. So I want to um, jump to kind of another part of the conversation and, and would love to hear you guys' thoughts as you think about um, uh, thinking of the other two. Uh, how have these other two guys helped you walk closer with Jesus and be more about his kingdom work? Um, so for any of you guys to chime into that, I'll let me say that one more time. How have these guys helped you walk closer with Jesus and be more about his kingdom work? I think one of the bigger ways um, that we've all kind of done that is 2020 has been a year that I don't think any of us will ever forget, but it's also been one that's challenged us in a ton of different ways. Um, and I used this analogy earlier. I think, I think we're all just mirrors for one another to see ourselves in. Um, we've been able to have conversations about what's going on in the world, um, be conscientious and vulnerable about those things and recognizing the places in ourselves that we don't, may not necessarily look like Jesus in that moment. But like we said with Mike talking earlier, that uh, being able to be vulnerable and say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Um, and kind of circles back around to them being able to say, well, I mean, you're doing this well. This is something that you, you do well. This is something that um, maybe we need to work on, something we can talk about more and kind of understand more about ourselves. That's been really encouraging for us. I think one thing for me, um, you know, we've been having this conversation for years, but COVID has really kind of turned it up a notch. Is like, what what does the church really look like today? Um, how do how do we grow together, and how does our interaction with the world really make a meaningful impact? Um, and so, as we've kind of wrestled with that i mean we've talked about that a lot over the year or over yeah over the course of this year and i mean one thing that has really struck me is i grew up in this mentality and i think some of my personality reinforces like a pretty strong kind of independent default um mm. and i think one of the things that we've wrestled with and, and come to realize is the reality of the church is we need i mean we just have to be together. We have to be doing things together. We have to be living life actually in community beyond just even the hour of small group and the hour of Sunday morning a week. And so as we've done that, I mean, that's just been wildly encouraging to me um, because I, I think it's opened me up a little bit more to ultimately, I think what the church looks like in practice, uh, starting with people being together, doing things together, figuring things out together, 
um, again, like I said, for more than an hour or two a week, really. Yeah, and, I, and just to build on that, I, I think I'm struck by even the small things that have felt big this year, right? So um, when one of us is struggling, you know, dropping a gift at the front door um, or being able to show up and sit six feet apart at, around a fire um, in the middle of the summer, um, I think it's just been significant to have people that are when these big questions come up, whether they're personal things that are going on or bigger, you know, church questions, stuff like that. We have people that we can turn to and have a conversation with that are asking the same questions and we're trying to figure it out together. Um, and I, and I think that's been significant for me. Um, yeah. I am, I love hearing these things. I mean, my, my heart just sings as I think about what the Lord, the way that the Lord has used you guys in one another's lives and and the way I want to encourage our church family to keep leaning into this sharing life with one another, being vulnerable with one another, um, all for the purpose of it helps us walk closer to the Lord and be more about his kingdom work. Um, so I love the, the illustration, the picture of that that you guys provide. Um, is there anything else, just in closing, anything else you would want to say in, in regards to encouraging our church family uh, out of what you guys have learned and been encouraged by each other? Yeah, I, so one thing that stands out about our relationship for me is, you know, uh, we're younger guys and feelings are not a thing that people usually associate with younger guys and being able to articulate our feelings particularly. Um, but one of the most striking things about our relationship this year um, has been how these two guys have really showed God's care and affection for me um, in the midst of the year. So one of the things that God has been teaching me personally has been uh, me believing that God likes me just the way I am. And it's been significant to hear that come from these two guys, that they like me just the way I am also. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just I think that type of um, openness and willingness to dive into our emotions has been really significant also. Yeah. Yeah. And the way that that theme for me, like books I've read, other life things that I've been kind of wrestling with that, that same theme has been recurrent for me as well. Like this idea that over the course, like, especially of your childhood, you learn to put these masks on that make you feel safe in the world. And the reality is that in relationship, you have to start taking those off to live the fullness of the life that Jesus calls us into. And like these two guys are, are the place where I have started to kind of do that and see the fruit of that. And I mean, like you've got to have that and it happens in community. Mm -hmm. I guess for me, um, the thing that I've really appreciated about these guys over the last year is that even in the moments when uh, uh, one of us is struggling, it's it's a mutual and shared ownership of the relationship. Um, it's not just on someone to bring a message each week. It's not just on somebody to set a tone. Uh, we show up and whatever's happened, we just talk about that. And we talk about how Jesus is in that. Um, we really talk about how um, life happens and we want to make sure that we're centering that back on Jesus and Jesus always comes to the forefront and is attached to that. So we always revolve back around Jesus, but it's a shared 
and mutual ownership of that relationship and responsibility there too. Mm-hmm. I love that, guys. Thank you so much. I I could in I could continue this conversation with you guys, but I I'm uh, sensitive to people's uh, attention span when it comes to a video. So I want to wrap us up for now. Um, and I wish we could be all live together. And I'm I'm praying, Dylan, that you uh, test uh, negative for COVID. Uh, but I so appreciate uh, you guys getting together in this forum and being able to share this conversation with me and with our church family. So I'm going to sign us out in just a minute. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Brentley. Bye, guys. Bye. So we have this this example, this, you know, playing out, how the Lord is playing this out in, in their life, this let us draw near to God, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Sam and Mike and Dylan are not perfect, but God is using them in one another's lives to, to work this out together. I share this conversation and this story with you all as not as a prescription that, that all of us need to take, but, but really as encouragement, as an example of how the Lord is working this passage out in three men's life. The, the truth that I'm encouraged by is, is um, that the Lord does want to work this passage out in all of our lives. It's going to look different for many of us, but the Lord does want to work this out. And this passage, as we work this out, as we try to grow with each other, grow deeper with the Lord, with each other, that's a life-giving thing that the Lord has for us. I want you to consider this question uh, as we move towards closing, and it's this. What is the Lord inviting you to do this week? take a step deeper into growing in him with others. I'd, I'd love for you to ponder that this week. You can, you can find this and actually other questions if you go to the Amplify guide on our website. Um, but I really, really want you to, to wrestle with this passage this week, with this question. What is the Lord inviting you to do this week to take a deeper step into growing in him with others? This, this year, I've found it helpful as I meditate on Scripture uh, to actually write down spoken word poems. And this has been helpful in my own walk with the Lord and meditating of Scripture. Um, so I want to share one of those with you this morning that, that is based on this passage and, and has a lot to do with uh, kind of how I was encouraged and challenged by the conversation that I had with those three guys as well. So here it is. Draw near to God. That's his word from above. But the sin in my life paints an alternative love. Draw near to God. It is why I was made. But flying solo is hard. I need some kind of aid. I can't do it alone. With my pride, I am prone to protect when I sin and project when I win, to control my own story, to live for my glory. Draw near to God. 
It's not a, it's not a mission for me. It's a journey with others. Others are key. We share openly, speak honestly, give time, risk exposure, love intentionally, listen lovingly, stop hiding, start caring. This is living how God is bidding. It costs the me much, but it, it gains the us more. Draw near to God. That's his word from above. Let's do it with others. That's how we know love. Father, I want to close just by asking that, that this would play out in our lives, that, that we would hear and understand your word to us, that we would be willing to share our life with others to help us, to help them draw near to you. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. There's one final thing I want to do uh, before we're led in a, a final song together. I want to give just 60, 60 seconds, 90 seconds of, of quiet for us to, to pause and just listen to the Lord for a moment. And, and ask him this question, what is the Lord inviting you to do this week to take a step deeper into growing in him with others? I want you to pause on that for a moment and speak to the Lord about that, and then we'll close in a song of worship together.